Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you Jeff Calkins is a columnist at the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He is on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. It looks like he got done with a little bit of writing as well. Rocks, alligators, and umbrellas, a column on the fallout of e- from ESPN's latest story on John Morant. Uh, it came out not too long ago, so full disclosure, I have not been able to read. But what have you made of today? Uh, first of all, how are you? But also, what have you made of today? I'm good. Thanks for asking. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, briefly a sports writer again today, so that's good. Right. Um, I decided to 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 weigh in on this. Um, you know, <clears throat> what to make of it? Um, I woke up, read the story, um, was disappointed that the one quote I had was about Elvis, but still, uh, be that as it may. Um, so uh, I did say it. Like, I did say it. I wasn't misquoted. I can't claim to be misquoted. I did say okay. Elvis. So, um, and, uh, and then, you know, the story as it's told is a, a very well-written, deeply reported, richly detailed story, most of which we knew. You yes. know, like most of which the broad contours, at least, we knew. There were certainly... Um, there were certainly details in there that were interesting. Like, um, and even if we had heard them behind the scenes, um, they hadn't necessarily been reported. Like the detail about how when Ja was traveling, the team was traveling, there would often be a, you know, Ja would fly his team separately, and then there would be a sprinter van to meet the team hotel, mm-hmm. and the Morant family would all go out, and Ja would come back and be hungover and miss practice the next day. Uh, the essence of that. Like, that was an interesting detail, which um, uh, is in the story. Um, certainly this, the detail about the meeting um, between Ja and Zach Kleiman and Taylor Jenkins in the wake of the Indiana Pacers incident um, that had never, that meeting had never been reported. Although 
you know, I, I, I honestly, I don't think that was like the only meeting. I think it, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't believe that was the only meeting, but was there a meeting after that incident? Sure. There may well have been. And could Ja have been, as was reported, dismissive about the concerns that would stand a reason because certainly to us publicly in the wake of that Indiana incident, he was being totally dismissive, absolutely saying that he was being railroaded and his friend was being mm-hmm. railroaded and like all of that. So it would stand to reason that he was being dismissive. Um, so anyway, so people can read the story and, and it's again, a lot of it is being told for, it's being told for a national audience and they may yeah. not have you know, followed the ins and outs quite as, as closely as we have. For most Memphians, I think reading it, you'll come away thinking, oh, there's some interesting new details here, but nothing really new. And I think from John Moran's perspective, the good news is these two very good reporters and writers spent clearly a lot of time talking to people, investigating, poking around, and there's no new footlocker incident. You know, there's no new, right. there's nothing new. There's no new transgression or incident or anything else here. It's just an explanation of sort of how it all unfolded and what went wrong. And I thought it was well told in that way. So people can read it. I thought what was interesting and what I ended up writing about though was, and what really matters, like I know about well, how did they describe it? The, the, the rise and fall or whatever of John Moran. Like I, yeah. I know that story. I'm interested in what happens next. Yes. That's the part of the story that I'm interested in. Correct. And so I'm also then interested in how does John Morant react to this story? I think the most important thing about the story isn't, as I said in the column, isn't anything that's in the story. It's how he reacts to the story. And, you know, hopefully – Hopefully he'll say, oh, here's another story that came out about me. This is more evidence that I should fly right. <laughs> you know, yep. like may- maybe that's how he'll react to the story. I think that the, the, or maybe he'll, he'll react by saying, oh, here are more people picking on me and they're just out to get me and F them and I'll show them and live the way I want to live. And that would not be productive. Right. But the most, um, the most sort of slightly perilous from a Memphis perspective and I don't know that this is going to happen, or even I don't really necessarily believe it's going to happen. But if you read the story with any degree of care, you see that there are quote-unquote team sources cited throughout yep. the story. And team sources saying some unkind things about John Morant. Yep. And team sources saying some unkind things about T. Morant, mm-hmm. right? There's a, there's a quote about how, Basically, the essence is T never played in the NBA, and so now he's getting a chance. He's living through his son, yeah. Through his whatever, and that's a quote team source. Well, if you're John Morant, you could read that and say, whoa, the team is selling me out here. Team sources are crushing me, and my dad, I love my dad. I can't believe you're going after my dad. I hate you, Memphis Grizzlies. Get me out of here. I think that's the fear, right, is that he could react by a – this team that I is selling me out. It's one thing when the national media or whatever go after me, but when my own team goes after me, and I think it explains why when Taylor Jenkins talked about it today, he went out of his way to say that he had talked about this story to John Morant and that he had let John Morant know that he and the players and the franchise were 100% behind him. 
Because I think, listen, I don't think the team sources were Taylor Jenkins or Zach Kleiman or whatever. I like, who knows? It could be anyone around the team could, could have said this. Could be people who still aren't, who aren't even with the team anymore. Could be team sources. But um, I think they went out of their way to make it clear that, yo, we're with you. This was, I, I, you know, whoever they talked to, this does not represent the view of the Memphis Grizzlies right. and, or the city of Memphis. Because I literally had people asking me today, if they thought that ESPN was intentionally trying to create a schism between the Grizzlies and <laughs> Ja or the city of Memphis and Ja. Yeah. And I, to that, I said, no, like they, 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 these are good reporters who are trying to tell a story. Yes. Um, but could the fallout, you know how Ja can interpret something, right? Could the fallout be a schism? Conceivably, it could, you could imagine reading this piece yeah. that it could create some unhappiness on the part of Ja if he thinks the team sources is, you know, is really representative of the team. Now, I don't think necessarily Ja thinks that. I don't think the team thinks there's a problem, whatever. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. They don't really talk openly about their relationship with Ja. But since we're, 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 you know, we spent a lot of time with Ja now interpreting emojis and he had one emoji. He had one. He liked someone's tweet. I wrote about this. Yeah. He liked someone's tweet about how, People throw rocks and then hide their hands. And you're thinking, oh, my God, is he talking about the Grizzlies throwing rocks and then hiding their hands? And so there's that tweet. That's a little troublesome. Like, who's, who does he say is throwing rocks? But then later today, in fact, just as I was wrapping up the column, he had a tweet about uh, something about, don't worry about the storm. I got too many umbrellas. Mm-hmm. And so that's a positive. So that's right. Josh saying. He's got people in a circle, yes. And that's what you would want. That's what you would want is Ja not worrying about the storm because he's got too many umbrellas. But like that, that is to me the, beyond the whatever details you got out of the story. The biggest thing in that story was team sources. How is Ja reacting to that, and how will he react to that going forward? Because you and I both know that like there are people who have used this to say. Josh should get out of Memphis. Kendall Tuckin said that last year. Mm-hmm. Josh's got to get out of Memphis. And so, you know, you can, it's sometimes easier rather than looking in a mirror and saying, you are the reason for your problems to look around and say, Oh, the Grizzlies are the reason or the city of Memphis is the reason. for right. our problems. Like there's some, there's some anonymous See, businessmen quoted in this story. And the one businessman says, Oh, I used to love Josh. I was great and humble and nice. And yeah. at the end, it was, Jaws a jackass now, essentially. <laughs> he comes in, and I don't like it when he comes in, and his whatever. And if John reads that and, and is feeling thin-skinned and thinks that's representative of the city of for Memphis, well, that's not a good thing for the city of Memphis. So, But I don't know that he's going to I, 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 I hope that's not how he reacts to that, that one person doesn't speak for an entire city. Or two anonymous business owners doesn't speak for an entire city. And two teams, or and one team source doesn't speak for an organization. Yes, right? correct. But but Ja has been known to blow things out of proportion. <laughs> that's fair. So I think that is the concern, and I do think that's why Taylor went out of his way to say we are 100 percent behind Ja and let him let it be known that the organization is 100 percent behind Ja is because there are elements of that story that made it look like everyone in the organization was not fairly yeah. or not accurately or not. That would be my biggest concern upon reading that story if you want good things for the Memphis Grizzlies. I, I do find it strange. Like I, I think that Tim McMahon and Baxter Holmes 
did their job, did what they set out to do, um, which is go find details around the fall of John Moran. And they found some, some new, some not so new. I did find a couple things unnecessary or a few things unnecessary about the story ultimately that made it almost, it made it almost read a little tabloidy to me. One is when you talk to a business owner and he talked about the city of Memphis changing people for the worse. Uh, one person's opinion on that is strange. And they, they later, you know, doubled back with struggling city. They're trying to lead you to believe a certain way about the city of Memphis playing its part in John Morant's supposed downfall. T. Morant, one person's opinion on T. Morant not getting out in front and living vicariously through his son, I feel like that is quite unfair to just sort of throw out there that type of accusation. And then the third part that, that really got me, the, the, the hip-hop mm-hmm. stuff was just strange. It was very strange, Jeff. Maybe you didn't see it that way. I, the way they sort of painted that and they talked about a Trippy Red song that was the hype video for the Grizzlies and – uh, in the in the video for Trippy Red, he's uh, throwing money at a strip club, and there's dollars on the ground, and it's very close to what it was like at Shotgun Willie's for Ja Morant. Like every hip hop song that we hear yeah, no, pregame, I, I, all, I just like some of and, these and things the way, were just unnecessary to me, and I just found the whole like in its in its entirety, sure, fine piece of journalistic work, but I found it a little unnecessary at moments. Well. Well, that would suggest you don't think it's that fine a piece of journalistic work. No, no, I know, um, but no, but I'm saying like the details they found were interesting. Like the details they found were, they uncovered things. Like that's what I'm saying. They did their reporting. Yeah. But on some of the stuff, so on, on, on the, listen, if you have someone with the team and I don't know who it was or whatever, but if you have someone with the team saying that about, about T, I think that's perfectly valid to include that quote. And let's be honest. Doesn't it sometimes look like that's what T. Morant's doing? <laughs> like, honestly, like from like whatever, like to me, I, I didn't, if someone with the team really said that, and I have no reason to believe they're making that quote up, um, that to me is a legitimate quote to include. I don't, I don't know who said it or anything about it. Um, I thought the hip hop stuff was weird just because <laughs> well, one of the things they said is that they edited they skip over words and hip hop songs all the time yes. over there. <laughs> like <laughs> they have to, you know? So I didn't, I kind of, I'll be honest. I kind of skimmed that part. I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't focus deeply as, as, as immersed as I am in hip hop. I did not focus deeply on the lyrics that they said were edited or not edited because um, they've edited lots of stuff, you know, before. And I don't know that it's just, I mean, here's the truth. They still, you know, I mean, they, they play whoop that track, you know? And so whatever, like, I don't, I don't, you know, people complain about that. It's a go round and round about whether you should play that or not. I didn't care about the hip hop stuff. Um, to me, honestly, the stuff that bothered me, if I was to criticize it at all, it would be the business people. Um, if you're going to quote random business people, like if you're quoting a team source, I totally get why you have to make that person anonymous, right? Yes. They, and I don't mind. I'm with you on the, where you're going. Anonymity and so, but if you're quoting a business person, just saying things, and honestly, I thought some of the things was just borderline racially charged. <laughs> to put it that way, I don't even saying, think borderline. And when he showed up, then when he showed up with a grill in his mouth, I knew he changed. Like, <laughs> well, come on, like that—a random yeah. like businessman saying that. Right. I thought the business stuff was stuff was. A, I didn't really understand. I thought the 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 uh, the, uh, the the hip hop stuff was probably overdone, and the business stuff. 
the business people anonymity, I just probably wouldn't have granted them anonymity um, if, it had been, if it had been my call. But those two guys are, are very good reporters. They found good stuff, stuff that hadn't been reported before. And I don't think that the essence of the piece is inaccurate. I think the essence of the piece is absolutely accurate, which is here was Ja, came to us one way, what the hell happened? And here are some details about what that transformation, that's what they called it, the transformation looked like. And I think fundamentally, um, you know, without, I mean, various people have come in here and found new things. The Washington Post, when they came in here, they found new things, right? Yep. Like, and, um, and good for them for finding new things. Um, this did not find new things. This fleshed out details. If you five years from now want to know what happened to, with John Moran in this, this part of his saga, and you went back and read this piece, it doesn't strike me that it would, it struck me that it would be a pretty good summary of, of, of what has happened. Again, I'm now interested in, I didn't really After. need a piece. I'm really interested in, okay, and, and there's no way anyone can write this, but what is the piece in three years? going to look like that ESPN or the ringer or the Daily Memphian or whatever is going to write about the John Morant saga. That to me is what's really fascinating. And I do think that the way job reacts to all of this stuff is somewhat will somewhat shape how successful he'll be in this regard. You would hope that someone when they're being written about like this, when they're being covered about like this, if they've gone through whatever therapy or whatever, you would hope that they would say, okay, that they might roll their eyes and say, okay, this was a little excessive or I didn't need this or this was inaccurate, but you know what? I get it. I brought it on myself. If I had just, if I had just not done the stupid things I did, they wouldn't be here writing about this about me. I, what I need to do is, and not, my God, they're out to get me. The whole world's out to get me. I don't think that blaming other people and pointing fingers at other people, um, if you're John Morant, is particularly productive. And that's why the quote that he, you know, whatever, we're just interpreting emojis now and tweets and whatever else. <laughs> but the post where he talked about at the end of the day, there's literally like wrapping up the column about, He's gonna, you know, whatever it was that I not bothered by the storm because I, I got, got umbrellas. umbrellas. That's that's exactly what you want to hear, yeah. right? You want to hear about the umbrellas. As I said, I'd like him to order a season's worth of umbrellas. <laughs> we need umbrellas all around. We all need umbrellas, <laughs> and then we can, you know, to protect us from the alligators or whatever. Like you know, it's uh, we. So, so I was, you know, it's silly, and he could tweet something else in two hours. But right now, the fact that he is uh, focused on umbrellas, I think is a good thing. The problem is, is that he keeps noticing, like all this stuff, just he pays too much attention to it, you know? Right. Like every, every single game this year that he's not playing in, that is broadcast in some other market, they're going to go over the John Morant saga. Mm-hmm. And people are, and, and John might get sick of it. He's going to be watching on TV, right? And because he can't be at the game and he'll get sick of hearing about himself over and over and over again in the same way that I made this point on my show this morning, that when people kept mentioning Deandre Williams age, it wasn't because they were taking shots at Deandre Williams. It was it's because they're like, 
it's the story. And so you tell it each time right. you tell it and people would get offended by that. Like we know the story. Well, it's going to be the same thing with John. It's the story and it will be told again and again and again. And we may have had enough of it. And John may have had enough of it, but it's the story until new story, until he goes out and writes new stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing about this is, is that he is so freaking talented. Um, that this isn't even that hard. Like all he has to do is just, you know, be the big, brilliant basketball player that he is for a year and not do anything else. Stupid. That's it. And then all yep. of a sudden they really will write. There will be a totally different story written about him and it will be one of, you know, triumph and redemption. And, of course. you know, so it, it, it's sort of weird to people like, why did this come out today? That's not. Honestly, the timing is the least concerning thing about the whole thing. Like seven days before the start of the season, who cares? If it came out a day before the season, it would be worse timing. If it came out uh, right when Ja was about to return from uh, return from his suspension, it would have been worse timing. This timing, at first, I I, my antennas were up, but then they went down pretty quickly. This is this is pretty fine. This is fine timing. I can tell you, I, and as someone who's been in journalism now for whatever it's been since 90. 90- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Two, I have never been with an organization that times a story to do the most damage. Yes. And and this would not be the most damage for right now. And this is not how people look at it anyway. We look at it as... You look at it as, A, when's the story done? That's the yes. most important thing. What are you done? <laughs> and then once you know when it's done, you look at, okay, is there some hook that this would make a natural moment to run this story? They've been working on this story for a long time. I know because I talked to the reporters you know, a long time ago and uh, for my brilliant quote about Elvis. And so, um, so I think they, you know, they work to get it done, and this is – you know, close to the start of a new season. And so people are thinking and reading about basketball again. I, I thought the timing was fine. Um, the more, the bigger concern for the Grizzlies in particular is not about timing. It's about who the hell is the source. Who's this damn source behind closed doors that's giving away all this information and, and letting their opinion get out to, to ESPN, Tim McMahon, and, and Baxter Holmes. That's a bigger concern. And I, I, I have gone back and forth. I wonder, like, from uh, when we talk about a meaningful source versus somebody maybe behind the scenes that doesn't, you know, it's sort of talking. I, I mean, I guess they're talking to someone they trust in that moment. But I wonder, I wonder what exactly who this is. Is this somebody 
um, in the front office? Is this somebody on the staff, somebody on the team? I doubt it's really any of those. Like, I think we're getting farther down the line when we're talking, when we're, when we're discussing what source they actually got to say these things. Okay. Here's the thing that at least one of the team sources trashed the Grizzlies, not Ja, the Grizzlies. Cause one of the team sources, right. I don't know how many team sources were they? And they didn't indicate that said there was quote unquote, no discipline and um, that they enabled him. They like unended the quote was exactly about the, the degree to which they enabled him. That makes you <laughs> from, from that quote, you know it wasn't anyone significant, right? right. Because they're trashing their own organization. <laughs> so it was either someone who is bitter or who has been, you know, let go or hasn't been like, it's someone in the, you know, it, it, it is not someone who, who has great power in the organization or who would have been involved in the enabling or disciplining because then they wouldn't have been, criticizing their own organization for enabling and not disciplining, right? Yeah. So that's how you know it wasn't Zach Kleiman slash Joe well, Jenkins slash yeah, I know that. anyone meaningful because yeah. they're ripping themselves. Yeah. So, so it wasn't them. It was, it was you know. It maybe, was, it maybe, was, a, maybe a former player that's elsewhere? Well, they, they, there is a former player quoted there. Um, uh, that says it was just basically, again, I don't have the quotes in front of me, falling on deaf ears or job was unreachable. And you read that and you're like, okay, that's Danny Green. Like you read it and, you, and that's sort of where you go with that. And then I don't know, like other, other people in the organization, typically the easiest way to do it as a reporter is if people have moved on, right? Those people, uh, either voluntarily or involuntarily, those people can be uh, good sources because they're no longer invested in the in the organization. So I'm not, I don't know that that was that, of course. I have no idea who the team sources are. The only thing I'm confident in saying is, is because the team sources are also ripping the organization, I'm confident it isn't anyone yeah. with great clout in the organization. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I'm sure they're um, trying to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> I, I would. I would wonder... I, I, well, I, my I, suspicion is is they they'll just my let it go. Is they have their own suspicions. Okay, uh, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I would imagine. But yeah, and and also um, based on Taylor Jenkins' response, Desmond Bain, Xavier Tillman, it sounds like they're all. I mean, Xavier I mean, Tillman was pretty. He seemed on. he seemed particularly peeved though. He said it's just on the annoying front, and I don't necessarily disagree with him. <laughs> I could I could see where he well, he would find it annoying. I think it would be annoying. Who wants to be asked by this? Isn't it? Like, I think it's annoying to Grizzlies fans, honestly. I think yeah. a lot of Grizzlies fans found it annoying. But what I would say is, to that, what I would say is, the person responsible for the annoyance is John Moran. Yeah, no, yes, agreed. <laughs> you know, and agreed. and you, we didn't need any of this annoyance. Um, and again, it's not going away. Like you're going to keep having these stories until you write until. Ja himself writes different stories. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if Ja does anything else out there in the world that he's in the slightest bit questionable, that will now come up and people might find that annoying. But that's the reality. Ja got unending, unending publicity for the good things he does. Yes. Right? And what happens then is when you do bad things, you get unending publicity for the bad things. It comes you know? with like the territory. People are writing, oh, Ja left a big tip. Let's do a big, huge story about Ja leaving a big tip. Oh, Ja, like literally anything he did, it was he got covered for it. 
uh, unendingly. And so now, when he's screwed up, he's going to get covered for it unendingly. Yeah. You know, a lot, I mean, lots of people in the public eye. Prince Harry's probably sick of the publicity. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you, no, when sure. you're in the public eye, you get sick of the publicity. Yep. Unless you're Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't know. I feel like she there's probably so, she too. probably gets annoyed every once in a while. Yeah, I'm sure she gets annoyed. Yeah, paparazzi. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a little much. But uh, uh, hopefully tomorrow we can move on to other things besides job. But appreciate it today. Um, that's Jeff okay. Calkins. Jeff Cheers. Calkins. Um, appreciate him at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. Daily Memphian columnist, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show, right here, nine to eleven, ninety two nine FM, ESPN. Now, Oxbow's a family-owned and operated retail store that's been making waves in East Memphis and Memphis for over a decade. You can find them conveniently right off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station. 964 June Road is where you can find Oxbow, two-story storefront. You're going to love what you see when you go in there. When you, I mean, if you're a man out there and you're looking for some clothing uh, you know, to wear to work, to wear to tailgate at Tiger Lane, to do all these different things, go into Oxbow, 964 June Road. The staff will take care of you. They'll point you in the right direction. Um, for you sports fans out there, they have all the genteel gear for your favorite team that you could potentially find. Go look at their polo collection. They have Tennessee, they have Alabama, Arkansas, and also for the Tiger fans out there, they have the Memphis State Tiger or uh, Memphis State Pouncer polo collection. I have one. I absolutely love it. Get in there, get your hands on that as soon as possible. But I mentioned genteel. They also have Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Mizzen, and Maine. Um, they they do a good job with everything over there at. Oxbow again, 964 June Road, off Poplar on June Road, behind the Amico Station. And also, I want you to mark your calendars. November 3rd, Oxbow is going to welcome for you Memphis basketball fans, Javon Quinterly and Malcolm Dandridge, for an NIL appearance. Don't miss your chance to meet and greet uh, those two Memphis basketball stars. Again, Malcolm Dandridge and Javon Quinterly, 964 June Road, on November 3rd, 3 to 4 p.m. They will be at Oxbow. Uh, but also in store when you're there, you sports memorabilia, vintage vinyl. They have everything you want over at Oxbow. And they have everything you want online as well. I'll tell you every day, shopoxbow.com is where you find their online store. And when you go to checkout, no matter what that total says, go to checkout. They give you a space for a promo code at shopoxbow.com. You put in The Gabe Show, all caps, no spaces, The Gabe Show, and you get 20% off your order at shopoxbow.com. But regardless, shop local, shop. Oxbow, time to take a trip around the National Football League. That is going to be next. Stick around. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Game Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Time to take a trip around the National Football League. Brought to you by Longshot. The Arizona Cardinals. How about Kyler Murray? Designated for return from the physically unable to perform list after ACL surgery, being out for all this time. I'm ready to see Kyler get back to the field. Because quite frankly, Connor, some people may disagree with me on this. And some people may look at the you know last season and the seasons he's been in uh, – in Arizona and his new contract and the stipulation they put in about watching film that they ultimately took away. Some people may think that he's not the player we thought he was originally. I still think Kyler Murray's a damn good NFL quarterback, and I want to see him back on the field. Like, it's been a while since we, he is electrifying. He can run. He's got a good arm. Yes, he's short. Yes, there, there's some issues 
with his game. He can put the ball in harm's way a fair amount. But I, I feel like people have forgotten who Kyler Murray is. This was a guy who had the Cardinals a couple years ago at 11-0. Don't forget that. Like, he really can win ball games in this National Football League. And I think, based on what I've seen for the Cardinals so far this year, they have a win over the Cowboys. They've been pretty feisty. You put Kyler Murray at quarterback, maybe you can win a few more games out if, you, if you didn't have Josh Dobbs back there. So I think people need to remember who Kyler Murray is, and I want to see when he returns. Also with the uh, Cardinals, Buda Baker is nearing a return from the IR. So they, they got some good news today, the Arizona Cardinals, and they, they're in need of it. This, this year is kind of a wasted year. Watch the Dobbs slander. I like Josh <laughs> I'm Dobbs. Just kidding. And, and, I'm and, kidding. And You're can right. I be, can I, I, I be honest? I agree. You're right. He's been, thought, he's been, he's pretty, been, good. He's been okay. You're pretty good. He's been better than I thought. Especially a guy who got traded for like right before the regular season and immediately was the starter. I mean, I got respect. You know what he's been? Pretty, pretty, pretty pretty good. good. The Cleveland Browns. Um, Deshaun Watson was not practicing today, and then he was talking to the press. He says he doesn't know what it's going to take for him to get to a a point where he can return. He's got the shoulder injury. Uh, I, I, I continue to be confused by this. I don't get it. Now, last week, what did I say, Connor? I said, you're playing the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe you don't want to play with fire. That's not why you're, why you're not bringing Deshaun Watson back this week. But if he doesn't come back relatively soon, I have, I have questions about if that was the mindset. It probably wasn't. But they did win that game over the 49ers. So they feel like they're on good footing. P.J. Walker stunk, but they still won. Um, but get Deshaun Watson back because I really think this team, with the defense they possess, if they can get that offense humming, if they can get Deshaun Watson back to – which I know people are losing hope on this. Get Deshaun Watson back to sort of the Texans, Deshaun Watson. That team is terrifying. And I'll tell you, based off what I've seen from that defense, I think they're 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 first in total defense. They give up 201 yards per game, which is just unheard of in this day and age of the National Football League. That's a team, Connor, no one wants to see come playoff time. If they sneak their way into the playoffs, get into the playoffs, no one wants to see that rough and tumble style, good O-line, good defense coming right at you, and if Deshaun Watson can start peaking a, a, a quarterback who can feed Amari Cooper, that could be a terrifying team come playoff time. The Las Vegas Raiders. Jimmy G not practicing today. That is not a, ter- a terrifying team come playoff time because they won't be there. <laughs> Let's be completely honest. Uh, but Jimmy G, man, he is, he is left, it feels like. And I don't even really – I'm kind of confused – by the situation with Jimmy G. He had a concussion a couple weeks ago that he just left for. He left the field after not really being, you know, visibly hurt. And he was in, he was put into an uh, ambulance and taken to the hospital this week. I, I don't know what's going on with him, but um, he's been hurt a lot this year. Feels like he's a little fragile. But we'll see what happens with Jimmy G. He didn't practice today. The Kansas City Chiefs. Jets are sending wide receiver Miko Hardman and a 2025 seventh round pick to the Kansas City Chiefs for a 2025 sixth round pick. So the Chiefs get Miko Hardman back. And I said this, I, I, you know, Chiefs still great offense. You have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid calling plays. And a decent O-line. I like what they have. But they need some wide receivers. And they certainly need wide receivers who are used to their system. Miko Hardman gives you that. I don't think Miko Hardman's that good. I'm full disclosure. I really don't think he's that good. 
but he knows what's expected of him. He can run more routes than Kadarius Tony. He can catch the ball maybe a little bit better than Kadarius Tony, even though I don't know if he's got the greatest hands in the world. But they needed to address this as the season went along. I don't think they should be done addressing their wide receiver woes. They need to potentially find one more here in the cracks, find somebody who can lead the way. But Miko Hardman is a good start. And also, with Miko Hardman reuniting with the Chiefs, there is news out of Kansas City today that Frank Clark, who just got released by the Denver Broncos, is in Kansas City taking a physical. So they're basically just going to get everybody back and run it back. Like, that's that's all they're trying to do. And Frank Clark. My gosh. I mean, how lucky do you have to get to get this guy cut and then sign him for pennies on the dollar? Like, why do people – they can't keep getting away with this, man. They can't keep getting away with this. I, I said it I said it earlier. It, it feels like the bad team in fantasy f- f- football that's just trading all their guys to the best team. And, They're like, go win it. Go win no, it for us. No, no, it stinks, too, Connor, is I think last week when we talked about Michael Hardman on the trade block and then we talked about Frank Clark getting released by the Broncos – we immediately go, yeah, they're going to end up on the Chiefs. Yeah. And it looks like both those things are going to happen relatively – well, one has happened already. Frank Clark thing looks like it'll happen relatively soon. The New York Jets. All right, so there's a lot of Memphis Tigers in the in the National Football League. Um, you know, Antonio Gibson, touchdown last week, stuff. Um, Patrick Taylor Jr., wish he got more carries for the Packers, but absolute stud. I mean, Arthur Millette. Uh, Calvin Austin, yeah, the list goes on and on. But there's one guy that doesn't necessarily get talked about the most that might be the most productive pro that is a Memphis Tiger. And you ask who, it's Bryce Huff. Did you know he has the highest pass rush pressure percentage in the NFL since 2022? Over Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald... 25.7% is his pass rush pressure percentage. And that's over Rashawn Gary by about 4%. And then the next three, you'll know these names, Micah Parsons, Brandon Graham, Miles Garrett. Now, he's a third down type guy. They don't really use him on, on early downs all the time. Sometimes they do. But this is a guy, man, I was there for his freshman year and sophomore year. And the first day, I'm out there at right tackle on the island with him, and we're just doing doing uh, one-on-ones, doing some pass rush, beat me with an inside move immediately. Knew the kid was special then, even as a freshman. But every time he gets an opportunity on a tackle in a one-on-one situation, he wins. It's just it's unbelievable what he's been able to accomplish. And I don't know if he's getting enough love from, from this fan base. I don't know if people are really paying attention to how good he has been. Well, it felt like yesterday kind of everybody – that follows the NFL kind of realized what he was doing. Like it felt, it felt like that it would have been an under talked about stat that was happening during the season. And then just yesterday, people were like, "Oh, wait, wait, look at Huff! Like <laughs> yeah, this is, no, this is special." Insane. Yeah, it's, I mean, the guys behind Micah Parsons, Brandon Graham, Miles Garrett being behind you in any type of statistical category as an edge rusher, I'll take that. Every You're doing something right. Yes, you are absolutely doing something right. And I mean. By the time he's done with his contract with the Jets, and I think they're sort of taking the body blows off of his body because he's not playing every down. If he stays injury-free, these are the type of numbers your agent needs to be sitting in front of GMs with saying, hey, pay me. <laughs> so I wonder if we get to a second contract with Bryce, what that thing's going to look like. This going to be fun to watch. It's going to be really fun to watch. Now get ready to start the NFL week off right because right now all customers – Get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday Night Football. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Jaguars and Saints. 
and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. NFL Same Game Parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash GabeK. That's my promo code, G-A-B-E-K, so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. Again, FanDuel.com slash GabeK, G-A-B-E-K. FanDuel is an official sports betting partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Now, small talk is on the way, and we know what's happening with the Oakland A's. They're likely headed to Las Vegas. And Trevor May is a relief pitcher that they had, and he's retired. And he went on an online stream, and he had some very choice words for the owner, John Fisher on how he has treated the A's and A's fans. We'll get to those when we return. 92.9 FM ESPN. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is presented by Memphis Touchdown Club. Two more speakers in the eight-part speaker series in the fall. Monday, uh, Mondays at Hilton Memphis. Make sure... If you want tickets, you want information, get to one of two, if not both. Tickets or information, go to MemphisTouchdownClub.com. Now, Trevor May, who's been a reliever for the A's for the past few years and uh, has John Fisher sign off on his checks, who's the owner of the uh, of the A's, and, and, and one of the, the heir, basically, to the gap fortune, if you will. Um, Trevor May went off on him yesterday. Trevor May announced his retirement, said he's not going to play in Major League Baseball anymore, and then he went on a live stream. Uh, and I don't know if you've gotten to see this, Connor. We can't play the sound because there's some expletives involved, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. He said, to the A's organization and every single person part of it, I love you all, every single one of you, except for one guy, and we all know who that guy is. Sell the team, dude. Sell it, man. Let someone who actually takes pride in the things they own own something. There's actually people who give a S about the game. Let them do it, and then probably the best line of the entire thing Take mommy and daddy's money somewhere else, dork. This is a guy, 34 years old, retiring from baseball, a guy who signed his checks last year, going absolutely off on him. And I, quite frankly, I understand it because John Fisher, for, for people that are not familiar with the situation going on in Oakland with the A's going to Las Vegas, he hasn't answered for anybody. He hasn't answered to anybody. He hasn't talked to the people that work for him that have been loyal workers for the Oakland A's for all these years. He hasn't spoken to the fans even remotely. Uh, There's been no explanation. He has been hiding. He's been in hiding this entire time. And I got to say, it's got to be frustrating for those fans. And I I like that there is somebody willing to speak up on their behalf. But it is strange that he he did take a nice little contract from John Fisher, gets out, and then says, take mommy's and daddy's money somewhere else, dork. Beautiful line. It's a well-executed dork is pretty devastating. Yes. You know, it's hard to come back from a dork if somebody uses it well. <laughs> so, good job. Good job by him. Yes. But, I mean, just seeing how the entire situation has played out with Oakland and John Fisher, I, I, I don't blame anybody for being frustrated. Glad Trevor May, who comes from a somewhat of a position of power, um, was able to speak up on it. Now, 
In other news, we have somebody coming to Memphis. Jada Pinkett Smith headed to Memphis to sell her book and do well, a. She's uh, certainly selling it. <laughs> she is, but her memoir "Worthy" is going to uh, is going to be the topic here. Um, she'll be at 387 Perkins Extended on Sunday, October 22nd. Can I ask this? And I just, I don't mean this to get you know dicey, contentious. Are there people that are like truly like fans of Jada Pinkett Smith at this point? I think so. Okay. Yeah, really? she was an icon of the '90s. I know, but it's got to it's dis, it's dissipating, right? Her, her fanfare. It's it's one of those things where we also have to remember that not everybody's online, so a lot of people I, probably aren't even seeing these. Th- like, if we're being completely honest, well, but if you're her, a fan of Jada Pinkett Smith, you follow her work and you've seen the work well, that she's put out there, sure, and a lot of it has like, been pretty. I mean, I, I don't but what know. I'm saying is they may not be seeing like the daily quotes and things like that. I mean, it, it it's to be honest, I I can't believe I didn't realize that she had a book tour out last week when she, all these quotes were coming out. I was like, oh, this makes all the sense in the world. Yes. Of course, all these Did you, inflammatory the, things are coming out. By the way, she's talking about like Tupac with like, uh, was it Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes? Did you ever think that she'd be like, we were going to have a podcast? If I told you this 10 years ago, we're going to have a podcast with Matt Barnes, Steven Jackson talking with Jada Pinkett Smith about Tupac and him proposing to her. Like, what the hell? Like, it's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> I would have been like, what are you going to tell me next? Donald Trump was president? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's the bizarre exactly. world that we live in. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, every – Jada Pinkett Smith over the past five to ten years, I have been – I have been – It's been a lot. I'm not – I have become – I'm not a fan. Not it's, a big it's, fan. It's, it's been a lot. I just – I think everybody sees it this way. The using of Will Smith to – Basically, profit over the years is just the biggest turnoff, and it just—it's kind of disgusting. I, Using your husband, or really ex-husband, or y'all have been estranged for a while. Using him to prop yourself up and make money off of his his pain and his suffering—that is just like that—that's gross to me. It's nasty. The last and it few clearly years. affects him, even yeah. though he's going to oh, act clearly. like he's going to put on a brave yeah. face. The last few years, with the red table stuff, like the open yes. table, this all that stuff. I don't know if those discussions should have been public information. No. I mean, like I said, just read the books that they come out. I mean, I'm sure her book are gonna is going to have some things in it that you know we haven't talked about. Will's book certainly had a lot in it that yeah. was not uh, talked about a lot. It's you know. I think that she was tremendous in the '90s doing her thing. She made her own way. She was in the Madagascar movie. She, you know, she's she's where sure. she is for a reason. Sure. But the last few years, it does feel like she has exploited Will's pain a bit for profit, and um, it feels a bit. It's icky. wrong. It's a bit. It's icky. wrong. It's yeah. wrong. Well, and just the just whole not the right thing and the to whole do. nonchalant thing about like, yeah, I'm not sure why she why uh why he slapped him. It's like, what yeah. are you talking about? What You're sitting you right there. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I mean, we saw it. We can. You want to run the You're tape camera? Back? You want to run the tape back? He was smiling and laughing. Then he looked at you with a straight face, with a mug on your face, and then he started to act up. Uh, come on, I I don't know. I'm just. It I'm, did come out that Chris Rock did ask her out though, which is probably why he got smacked. Was that? See, I, I saw that report. Was that after or before? Before, so whenever the rumors came, came out, out that they that- were separating, Chris Rock was like, "Hey." <laughs> So I think there's a reason okay. Chris Rock got smacked. That checks out. That does <laughs> check out. I will say that. Now one hour left 
in the Gabe Kuhn show today. We're going to get to the Blitz at 6.30. We'll get you out around uh, 6.50 with the Rewind. But coming up next, Ty Richardson from ESPN Arkansas College Football SEC, the whole nine yards. That's next. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. This is Gary Parrish reminding you about Danny Morrison Roofing Professionals. They're a local family owned and operated business serving the Mid-South's residential and commercial roofing needs since 2010. It's the home of the free roof. You really can get a new roof with no cost to you. Most roofing jobs, they can be done in one day so this isn't some lengthy process. Just call Danny at 901-870-0186. It's Danny Morrison Roofing, a proud supporter of the University of Memphis Athletic Department. Danny Morrison Roofing, 901-870-0186. Hey, Mid-South, you looking for a new ride that'll save you some big bucks? We gossip at Gossip Kia on the bike. A new ride that boosts 41 MPG Highway and 2023 Kia Forte LXS. $229 a month, $29.99 due at signing. How about 2023 Nero EV Wind SUV? 253 miles of EPA estimated range, $269 a month, $49.99 due at signing. And 2023 Kia EV6 Wind. Get up to 134 City, 101 Highway in PGE, $399 a month, $49.99 to its signing. Plus a free charger with your EV purchase, all 36-month leases, and Kia's 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Ask for Bobby J. He's ready to put you in a new Kia today. Gossip Kia 1900 Covington Bike or online KiaCovingtonBike.com. If you want it, we got it and got it more. At Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, it's time to define luxury in a new way. At every turn, you'll find audacious design, state-of-the-art technology, and exceptional hospitality. We are dedicated to crafting the world's best vehicles, matched by an extraordinary sales to service experience for our owners. Prepare to be noticed in the 2023 Genesis G70. This sporty sedan is a force to be seen. We'd love you to explore the 2023 Genesis GV70 with a class-leading 300-horsepower engine or the available 375-horsepower twin-turbo V6 for terrains from concrete jungles to mountain roads. It's a new beginning for a new generation. Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, 1870 Covington Pike, or visit us online at memphisgenesis.com. Estimated horsepower based on premium fuel ratings. Use of regular fuel will result in reduced horsepower. See dealer for complete details. Dealer stock only. (coughs) Oh, this cold. Honey. (laughs) Honey. Honey. You need DayQuil Severe Honey. DayQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste. Because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. (coughs) Now I'm getting a cold. Honey. Try DayQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. DayQuil Severe with honey flavor. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.